Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast of the Rowdy Buddhist. It's great to be back with all of you. I hope you've been enjoying our lectures. Today I want to talk about, and again, this is another way of looking at perhaps um, some issues or changes that I believe have happened in Buddhism with how people within Buddhism, or as they call themselves, Buddhist practitioners, uh, understand Buddhism in its context to be able to uh, view the world and that world and of course their lives become the Buddhist path. And as I stated in the previous lecture, it seems to me as if Buddhism, especially in the West, especially in the United States, um, has become very much uh, a basic arm of uh, the humanistic movement or secular movement. And I believe that this has very much damaged uh, the practice and tradition of Buddhism in the United States uh, because it leads people to believe that the Buddha didn't have such an absolute and clear path because it seems to be uh, that each individual, according to what they can accept or what they uh, can uh, quantify with their belief system, uh, becomes acceptable, and that which is not, they cast away. However, we as practitioners of Buddhism should, in our bodhicitta, our aspiration to attain enlightenment, have the respect for the Buddha's enlightenment, to have the faith in the Buddha's enlightenment that we believe and wish to aspire to the same level of awakening that the Buddha uh, attained, and that these things are passed through our traditions and through our uh, through the Buddhist teachings. However, I feel that this, in many uh, situations, is not what people do. Uh, people simply adapt to themselves that Buddhism is this very passive, very gray, uh, very um, malleable tradition. And in fact, it is not. The Buddha had a very clear and precise path. However, uh, it's our aspiration, our uh, responsibility, if we do claim to be disciples of the Buddha, to, of course, make this path clear, uh, both for ourselves and for others. And I had done a lecture series on the full A-fold path, but this comes down to the idea of incorrect or wrong views, that the reason why this is the first of the eight paramita uh, the Eightfold Path, I apologize, Eightfold Path, is that this is the basis for which we view our life, that we then conduct our life, how we approach the Eightfold Path, how we continue on the path, and that we are constantly, if we are practitioners or disciples of the Buddha, challenging and, as I said before, looking deeper into all of these aspects of our Views That means challenging uh, to see if it is in accordance with the Buddha's teaching. Because if we believe that the path of the Buddha leads us to overcome suffering, uh, then we need to harmonize our views with that of the reality of the Buddha's path. And so the Buddha states that views, right views or wrong views are simply uh, explained as such that a wrong view can be just a bitter seed from which there is inevitably arises bitter plants. 
this means the basic concept of cause and effect, which is often uh, not understood in depth or in many times discarded uh, because it does not suit the per the the uh, the pursuit of the person who calls themselves a Buddhist in name only. Just as the seed of the nem plant, the bitter cucumber or bitter gourd planted in moist soil and receiving water will all lead to fruits with a bitter flavor. Same is with a person of a wrong view. Whatever bodily action, verbal action, and mental action that one may undertake in accordance with the view, and whatever his volition, again, volition as we know is the type of karma that we create according to Buddhism, yearning, inclination, and activities, these will all lead to harm and suffering. And the reason for this is that simply the view that they have is incorrectly. And to have the correct view, of course, is in contrast to this, is that it is a sweet plant. And just like the seed of the sugar cane, hill rice or grape planted in moist soil and then receiving water or all of the uh, elements that necessary to grow leads to the fruits of a sweet and delectable flavor. So we can see this as for the person of the right view. That we when we adapt the wrong view, or even the wrong view means one of not caring of what type of view we have, or of course, clinging to the view of the ego, which is that of self, which is what uh, people start with. And I think, as I stated, if we remove these concepts of Buddhism, uh, because either they become secular, uh, or they remove all of the spiritual elements uh, and become a simple humanism uh, concept. Uh, we don't understand how to implement the proper change. And also, I believe, with that, we are, do, not, do not have the proper motivation, that being of the outcome of those uh, actions, and, of course, stemming from the right views. Thus, when we adopt our wrong views, the view shapes our intentions. It shapes everything that we do in our life and the ways that we manifest this through our unwholesome and bad actions, which, of course, is the cause of suffering. The Buddha understood that the motivation to behave what is considered a moral life is undercut by the belief that there is no personal existence beyond death. Again, uh, if we remove this concept of karma, if we remove this concept of rebirth, how can we be motivated properly to behave morally? No valid distinctions between good or bad deeds. That is another way where we look at everything in the gray. And no freedom to choose between the right and the wrong, stating that this is simply uh, as it is. This is simply life uh, that we do not have or that there is not a right and wrong way. And again, you can see this in a lot of modern Buddhism, uh, where people skirt around uh, issues. They kind of blur them with their own belief systems, uh, own ego, etc. And, and a lot of Buddhist magazines are absolutely full of them. Uh, that is why when you read it, 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 I'd like to see what they're basing that opinion on. And then they may give a few examples, but most of the time it is just a um, 
literary writing of one's own opinion that because they are either a leader or a teacher or they call themselves a Buddhism or however they purport themselves, they then give their opinion which people the which is usually in harmony with the majority of people, therefore it sells magazines. But if we do not have these motivation to behave morally by the belief that death does not mark the complete end of our personal existence, then there are valid distinctions between good and bad deeds we understand, and that our destiny is not rigidly determined by external forces. So we are not simply bound by chemical, uh, by external forces beyond our control, that we do have a hand in this uh, this life, in this practice, in this cultivation. And so, also, to be able for right view to be exercised, that means, of course, everything in Buddhism, to me, is always an exercise. And for it to create a positive influence, to change our direction, personal effort is required. And that a deliberate endeavor, that means one we understand within ourselves, that we deliberately endeavor to harmonize and conduct ourselves with the intentions and understanding of reality. That is why we focus, of course, on the idea of as it is. So in doing that, I, I wanted to specifically, because we can use this idea and we, we need to understand this if we look at any uh, current issues, both in our life and within the world at large, and again, usually, even Buddhists uh, tend to align themselves more with political beliefs or what they perceive themselves to be rather than perhaps what the Buddha's teaching is directing us to understand. So this, to me, is, of course, um, a sad example, uh, but a sad thing that is uh, unfortunately way too common that causes people not to walk the path of the Buddha, and also, I believe, leads others to be astray. In the autobiography of the Buddha, uh, it explains that when, we, when he was striving for enlightenment, he did something which, to me, was rather interesting, because, again, um, in growing up in Buddhism, I always kind of wanted it to be different than other religious systems. So therefore, I believe that Buddhism was the religion of a certain way or idea that it was in accordance with what people accepted or what people believed in, uh, the, usually the majority, or myself as a young person. But the Buddha made very specifically that he divided his thoughts into two categories, and that was simply, and again, the good and the bad. And one of the teachings that, of course, complicated this was the idea of non-dualism, um, that this concept of non-dualism kind of, in a way, people can accept to state that there is only gray, that there is not a specific good or bad in Buddhism. But however, the Buddha broke this into two categories, he said, and then used the appropriate reflection to eliminate the bad thoughts and cultivate the good thoughts. When... I began actually studying Buddhism. It was simple. It was interesting that how simple people directed you to and, and how I overly complicated the practice. And even reading Grandmaster Tiantai's teaching, the founder of Tendai Buddhism in China, he stated that when 
you think such a good thing, you should follow it. And then when you think such a bad thing or have a bad intention, you should not follow it. And although that seems rather simple, to me it was rather profound because in a way uh, I, have, I had adverted such a concept. And that simply we need to, through our view, making it in accordance, not with ourselves but with the Buddha, then we can exercise and create, cultivate good thoughts. So the Buddha takes into account the, the, through these reflections that not only the effect of his thoughts, how it would have according to himself, but also the impact on others. This is the idea of wisdom. The bad thoughts are those that lead to harm for others. And the good thoughts are those that are harmless those that uh, encourage, those that bring up, those that do not inflict harm. And one of the important texts, early texts of Buddhism, explains that the process is what we call the remo removal of unwholesome qualities, that, that that is our goal in Buddhism, as we understand as defilements. And that it's interesting that we are able to eliminate these defilements by training the mind and understanding virtuous qualities, seeing things in the reality, and that reality is, of course, based on the enlightenment of the Buddha. So among the virtues most crucial to establishing this idea of even social harmony, they are comprised under the four immeasurables, which I gave a lecture earlier on the four immeasurables, just to uh, relate them. And then the idea of loving-kindness, compassion, altruistic joy, and equanimity. Please uh, take a look at that lecture to understand that deeper. But this is a standard formula through these four immeasurables of how we can uh, cultivate the correct mindset. Uh, that, of course, highlighting the idea of compassion and wisdom in our practice. But in the discussions of modern Buddhism, a lot of times people, first of all, value their opinion over the Buddha's teaching. So therefore, they ignore that. Uh, or they, of course, follow sectarian beliefs. However, we as Buddhists should understand that there is a proper way to hold in what is a priority, secondary, and in third, uh, as we look at things. So sometimes... Uh, we should look at general Buddhism, understand, of course, the true teaching. Uh, for Nichiren Buddhists, our primary teaching is the, the uh, Lotus and Nirvana Sutra. Therefore, sometimes we look into the uh, early sutras, and of course, there are sometimes some uh, differences, but we should cultivate them. Uh, properly by understanding the context of our study and that when we have a question we need to be able to properly understand that question through the correct view of the Buddha's wisdom and compassion. So therefore when we generally look at things that come up in society or things that happen in our daily life we may simplify them by of course separating them from our practice. But in that simplicity of the idea of performing a good view, having a correct view or an incorrect view, 
or performing a good deed or a bad deed, we should have some consideration through the challenges that we have, that of believing in rebirth and that of the idea of cause and effect and the concept of karma. But many people, of course, dismiss these because either they don't understand them uh, understand them correctly or that they disagree with them but wish to take other parts of Buddhism. However, if you wish to attain enlightenment, that will not be uh, satisfactory enough to understand the proper path. So therefore, as we see, we may be causing harm both to ourselves and to others. So therefore, the Buddha gave us a very wonderful uh, collection of both learning and practicing in which we balance our uh, understanding of Buddhism. And therefore, by through our learning and practicing properly, that means taking everything through the uh, part of Buddhism. So that means moving everything through Buddhism rather than through one's ego is the idea of a Buddhist disciple. But uh, most people, I believe, are not the Buddhist disciples because they don't use a Buddhism to answer the question. They use like or dislike based on their own uh, belief system. If so, there is no reason to practice Buddhism because you must not believe that Buddha attained enlightenment. So therefore, the teaching, if you find some challenge, that should encourage you to study deeper, practice deeper. That is the motivation that's required. And then also, of course, the concern that we have both for ourselves and for others by the effects of those actions. So therefore, as getting older, I hesitate to uh, easily uh, make a determination or idea about something unless I have properly studied as much as possible. And then, of course, always making it deeper, deeper, and deeper understanding because I wish and I know that only by being in accordance with the path that we will be able to attain our ultimate goal, which is enlightenment for ourselves and for others and to end suffering. So therefore, when we look at world events, when we look at uh, belief systems, if we are Buddhist practitioners, we should always use the Buddha's teaching and our founder's teaching to look and observe properly. And then, of course, try. And then if that doesn't properly work, we should change. But we should always try to deepen our study and practice. So I hope all of you uh, consider this in your belief and uh, motivate yourself that you are concerned with the idea of rebirth, the idea of karma, the idea of cause and effect. And that actually uh, this motivates you in life to properly understand the teachings through compassion and wisdom. So thank you very much for your time. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Namu Myoho Renge Kyo.